0: PodNuts wants to thank everyone who supports the network by going to www.podnuts.com slash Amazon.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Geeksters episode 165. This is a show where we talk about all things geeky. If it has a computer in it at some point, we're going to talk about it from uh, watches to iPads to tablets to phones. We're going to talk about it at some point. My name is Martin Obando. I'm one of the hosts here. And don't forget, if you want to check us out live, just uh, follow us. On Google Plus, you can catch me at M.O. Bando. Uh, we are days changed just due to work, life, schedules. Um, we do this, we have a great time doing this for fun, but bills got to get paid. So uh, just follow me at M.O. Bando on uh, Google Plus. So I'll usually post out uh, times and dates of when we're going to record. Sometimes it's it the last moment, so you got to just bear with us on that. Uh, and also, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at geeksters at podnuts.com. Uh, tonight, we have a guest. And it's not Mitch, Mitch is here with us tonight, but Tim is MIA, um, that's just because I think I forgot to remind him that we were going to do a show tonight, actually I just forgot. I just kind of called everybody up and said, I'm going live, where are you at, and they all kind of said, what? But that's okay, uh, I know Tim's here with, in spirit with us, but we have Marvin B. from MBS Systems with us, and if that name sounds familiar, if you've ever listened to Podnuts show with Jeff Halish on Sunday afternoons, that's the man right there. Hey Marvin, how's it going?
0: It's going great,
1: man in the van here. Man in the van. Are you actually in the van? You, got great, uh, you, you, you have good reception for being in the van.
0: Yeah, I uh, threw an AT&T cell booster on it. Sweet. I have a friend
1: who has, has a Verizon one who would like to sell it, but... So if you, anybody knows a Verizon, anybody wants a Verizon booster? Nah. Nah. Okay, well, I just thought I'd throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mitch is joining us as always. Hey, Mitch, how's it going?
2: Uh, it's going good. Uh, you're talking about Verizon. I am no longer a Verizon customer. I am... I did the switch to Boost
1: Mobile, so, and who who is the oh. is Boost Mobile their own company or do they have a parent company? I think it's Sprint. Yeah, Sprint. They, they use the Sprint network.
2: Yeah, and it's it's you know you know I broke my phone because it fell off the roof of my car. At least, right. At, at least that's what we're telling everybody. And, right. Um, and
1: then my, I think reindeer ran it over, and then it was picked up. Yeah. Yeah. By an eagle and dropped into lava. Wait, that's uh that's Lord of the Rings. I apologize.
2: Some am I'm, so I'm driving myself crazy using my old Droid razor, which is horrible, and um. So they had a pretty good deal at Boost cuz uh I got a Samsung S4 which is like you know, two steps behind but it's still a high end phone. Um it's still quad core 2 gigs of RAM and uh so they gave me a good deal. I think it was 180 bucks and they're they're going still going for like 250 300 brand new and um and one month of service I had to do with the high end which was 55 dollars for 10 gigs and I'm going to drop it down to 5 gigs and after a month and four because i i never get over two or three so they'll do me fine so but it it's going to cost me uh early termination fee from verizon which is around 200 dollars. so it's going to cost me almost like 400 dollars to get out of that contract into a new one and a new phone but it's worth it In the long run it's going to be cheaper so
1: yeah well wasn't it two days ago samsung released their new phones coming out they have a Note five, a Galaxy six Edge, and a flip phone.
2: I, I'm not an p- Android
1: based flip phone.
2: I'm not spending six hundred dollars on a. Well, no, but you can go yeah. back. And
1: everybody can get a flip phone now.
2: And you know, all the major carriers they're they're going to get they're getting out of the subsidized phones. I think I think it was just announced announced on Verizon last week. So you know they're going to tack on like you know twenty five whatever bucks a month for two years. So or and actually, Sprint they'll lease it. Like I was thinking about going then they'll, they'll lease the G four. Uh, so after two, like twenty bucks after a month, after two years you could buy it out or just get another phone. But that's I need to I need to start. You know, if I'm going to retire in a couple of years, I got to start watching how I spend my money.
1: You got to start putting that phone in your pocket, and not on top of the car.
2: I <sighs> still feel bad about thinking about it.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> you should we just get you uh, get you uh, like a hamster ball, and you can put the phone in the hamster ball. Then wherever you leave it, it'll just roll. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you said, <laughs> too too soon. Mm-hmm. Too, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's sorry. Right.
2: But this, but I'm really liking the S4. It's just, it's a, every bit as good. As it's it's running better than the HTC One M8, and that was uh, even higher specs. But uh, it's nice to open up an app and have it work. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, I hear you. My phone's been doing okay.
2: I just don't <laughs> want to put Lollipop on there. I I was under the assumption that. See, they just started selling them, uh, Boost Mobile, and it's saying it's got Lollipop on there, Lollipop, maybe like 5.0, it doesn't have Lollipop on there, but it downloaded it once installed, and I'm going to try my hardest not to uh, install it, because I think you had problems with yours when you put it on, I had problems with it on HTC One M8, I'm not putting it in, Putting. a uh, Mono install on it. No, Stand no. Stand strong, Mitch. Unless it does it by itself. <laughs> well.
0: Yeah, I'm stuck with AT and T and my iPhone.
2: Well, so I almost I was thinking about going with an iPhone, but then there's no challenges. Everything works. But anyway, no, just I shouldn't say that.
1: Well, no. My kids, so my kids have iPhones, and they, we just replaced my son's not too long ago, and they're under one plan, and I gotta fix it because they keep getting each other's messages and texts. And so while I was in Chicago, um, I would do a, a mass text to everybody, mm-hmm. and my wife would get the text, and then both my kids would get the text, and they were both just kind of freaking out. And when I got home, my wife said, "The kids' phones have been wigging out the whole time you've been gone. They're always saying that they're getting both, both kids are getting your text." And I said, "Yeah, I've been sending it to everybody." <laughs> <laughs> so the whole time they thought their phones were broken when I was just sending a group text, but they couldn't, but they couldn't see that. My wife on her phone could see that it was a group text because she saw all the names, but my kids just saw it just directly from me. But they both would get it, and they were like,
2: Bah uh, they, they just want an S six. That's what they. I'm not an S six. What's the I O six, whatever it's called.
1: No, they both want Android phones. They're kind of tired. They're they're really? kind of tired of the iPhones.
2: Yeah, I just I yeah you know, I've been so i mean intertwined in the Android system. Like, there's no way I can go to. a IPhone. Oh, then my son, he's got the the 6 Plus, and and I was playing with it when, when I was over there last week. It, it's pretty nice, I mean, but
0: I can't there's less, there's less apps on the iPhone, so that's why I've been trying to look for an Android alternative at some point. Because uh, I've been hearing about all the good apps, but I can't get them on the iPhone.
2: Really? I mean, well, they have a lot of paid apps too, right? I mean, don't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't pay for apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Breaking I you want, down, 99 cents at a time. I, I give enough of my money out to these big companies.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> so we have
0: Marvin. Oh, go, go ahead. No, Sorry. I
2: was just, just going to say the same thing. I was going to say, how was Chicago?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, Marvin and I got a chance to meet up in Chicago, and that's the first time we've actually met in person. But, uh, you know, want to bring Marvin on the show and, and kind of explain a little bit about um, having him just talk about what uh, what is MBS Systems and what do you do and, you know... Well,
0: MB Systems is pretty much M- me. MB Systems.
1: I apologize. <laughs> See
0: that would there I keep calling MBS. That makes sense now. Now that I hear it, I'm like, oh MB okay there. It's all right. Jeff Hallish is always like MBS systems.net. So always saying the website. Now basically, um if you've heard uh some of the early shows when I started coming on, pretty much uh I'm like everybody else, started doing computers kind of on the side. Um kinda of by accident everybody wanted me to fix their stuff and as much as I tried to avoid it said I didn't want to be a techie didn't want to be a geek uh, I was good at it and about the time I guess it was 90s when it was actually okay to be a, a geek and they were making good money and uh, I figured that uh, I could actually rebuild used computers and make just as much money doing that as I was at my full-time job. And uh, so that's how I got started, worked at uh, a couple of places, worked at a computer store, worked my way up to being the lead tech in the service department, and was uh, working with the owner, and we had talked about stuff about expanding the business and maybe opening another store. And at the time, that was my goal was to open a store um and actually do computer sales and service and you know it was back when we were able to build our own computers and make money and uh... he and i would go to networking events and he looked at me one day and said you're not ready you you can't do that so that next monday i gave him my uh... resignation <laughs> and started mb systems and uh... that was eighteen years ago and started out doing a lot of whatever came my way residential we had a couple of uh businesses because back then there was no on-site service in our area it was pretty much uh, even if you had a business and you needed your computer repaired you brought it to a store and we were one of the stores and so uh, we did the business stuff um, eventually our boss let us do some remote stuff on the side and after hours as long as we bought our parts from him and so we did that and I realized that he was marking up his stuff way too much and so I found a couple of uh, online retailers uh to buy stuff from and a lot of times it was half price so I can make a margin off myself and uh, so when I went on my own, that's what I did. I sold equipment, built systems and uh eventually got more into the business side and pretty much now it's uh probably about 98% business.
1: Very nice. Right. So you've been doing this now on your own for you said 18 years. Yep. So you've seen a lot of change.
0: I have seen a lot of change. A lot of change. Um, yeah. From uh, well, I built systems with DOS and Windows 3.11. Went through 95, 98. Um, started doing my networking with Windows 98. Uh, doing a lot of the peer-to-peer stuff, and uh, built my first server in I think it was 1999, and it actually was a um, God. Was it? It was a Novell server with GroupWise email on it uh, for a law firm. So that was my first uh, my first server, and then after that, I built my first Windows server, uh, NT 4.0, and uh, I've been through all the all the joys.
1: Well, so eight one rolls around or 10 rolls around and you're like, meh, whatever, been, I've been messing with this for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. First rule of thumb, just let it go. let just it, let go it go ride. I've, uh, uh, you know, I had a couple clients who had 10, I, I've messed with 10 twice and um, once was, uh, when the beta first came out, I installed it on that computer right there behind me, different hard drive, um, installed it, did all the Windows updates, loaded, you know, went to Nionite, grabbed, you know, LibreOffice and Malwarebytes and you know the whole just kind of just the gamut of stuff loaded up, opened things up, closed things down, went online, was like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> Shut it off. It's like, what do I? It's a Windows box. It's like, okay. What do I do? So now I've had a couple users where they're like, uh, we, I don't, I don't know what happened. I open it up, look, I remote in. Oh yeah, you got Windows 10. And I, you know, basically, then I have to Google how to uninstall Windows 10, revert back. Um, I had, you know. They just worked. It just went right back to Windows 7. Uh, everything's been fine. Then the same user called me up later on and said, "Oh, there's another problem. It's a missing DLL file." She showed me a screenshot, and uh, I thought, "Oh man." So you know, my first thought is, "Well, you know, something happened with Windows 10. that put it back. Missing Windows DLL file. How am I going to go find this?" And then I started doing some more research, and come to find out, it's because she installed her Verizon Android phone stuff. And I said, "What? What did you do just prior to this thing?" She said, "I installed this." So I go and I look, you know, see cleaner, you can see the, in the, you know, startup tools. It matches exactly. I'm like, sure enough, I said, do you need it? She goes, ah, not really. So I uninstall it with the
0: machine. There you go. Have a nice day. Yeah. It's a big, uh, big, um, discussion. Well, I shouldn't say big discussion, but on, uh, TechNibble, uh, one of the discussions today was somebody who, uh, uninstalled 10 for a customer, charged them, and the customer Googled and found out that Microsoft says that the rollback is free. So they wanted to know why they had to pay to get it rolled back. <laughs> so. Because they did it and the customer didn't do it. Right right.
1: right, right. Well,
2: yeah,
0: that's, I mean. It was like a was one. a cl-
2: I did it too. It was a one-click thing, I think.
0: It is, but I basically, I put in there, I said, this is how I'm responding to people. Yeah, it's free if you click the button. Mm-hmm. But if I have to come out and click the button, there you go. gas isn't free. <laughs> that's right. No. That's right. You could pay a plumber to come out and fill your glass of water for you. The water, you know,
1: you're, you know. We- he'll still charge you to come out and pour you a nice cold glass of water
0: yeah so that'll be an interesting you know as to how many people roll back from Windows 10 and not because it does or doesn't work just because once again it's a change right. and people don't like change right and Why? Uh,
1: I think my biggest, you know, my biggest thing, and and, you know, going back to what you were saying about being in the business for so long, is that when we moved from 98 to XP, or from XP to Seven or Vista, if you will, and then Vista and on up, every time it was this: here's the CD, here's a brand new installer. You you have to do this, and it's this, it's a it's a step, it's a process. It's not just do you know, uh, it's not just a Windows update. Now Windows 10 is an update. It's very much like Linux and it's very much like Max, where it's all inline updates, and that's a problem because then people just update it; it just happens, and they go, "Ah, this is. I just got used to 8.1, or I'm just. I have no idea what's going on, and now all of a sudden, this operating system is just there. Right. It's not a big step, and the, and and for text, I don't think that's a, as big of an issue because we're we're just text; we just we, we get it. But I think for end users, they're going to run into that's a that is a. I don't know if that's a <laughs> I don't know if that's a bad plan for Windows because I think inline updates for Windows is is could turn out to be a good thing. It's worked well in other operating systems. I think it's more secure. I think we get a chance to keep up. We, I think Windows can be patched more efficiently with it. I think an OS inline update is a little. It could be a little rough, if especially if it's not you know if it's not warranted or wanted because it just says reserve your copy. Like it's gonna go away. Like there's not enough. You're not reserving, you know, I'm not reserving a table at a nice restaurant on a Friday night when there's only a limited amount of time and only a limited amount of tables. It's software and it's Microsoft. They have unlimited, Microsoft will just be like the government and they'll just print more. Yep. <laughs> you know, and so when people reserve it because they think if you, you have to reserve it, and unfortunately Microsoft used the word reserve, which implied that there's a limited amount and there's not. So then people reserved it. They signed up on 29th. It rolled out and they were the first ones to go, I didn't. This is not what I meant by reserve. I meant just hold it for me. You
0: right. know? And yeah, I think not, that's, that's Not like that pizza company we went to uh, in Chicago where <laughs> right, we right. wanted <laughs> we tried to right. research our order ahead of time.
1: Oh, well, that's not how it works. <laughs> right. So, this pizza company, so we go and there's a huge line. And they said, well, when you come in, you order your pizza. You put your name, you give them your order. And that way, and Pre, it was Pre order. Pre order. That way, when you get to your table in an hour. Your pizza, well, boom, there it is. So we say we all quickly scrounge we scurry together. We, we there's a big, you know, discussion of what, who, wants what, and how many pizzas we're we gonna order. We finally get it settled out. We go to them. We tell them these are the two pizzas we want. They say great, thank you very much. We sit down and we said, okay, when's the pizza gonna get here? And they said, well, we have to cook it. We're like, but we reserved the pizza, like we placed our order. Well, that's not really how it works. So all we did was save ourselves. I don't know. Thirty seconds by telling the waitress instead of when she was at the table. She already knew what our pizza order, what she wanted, so we didn't have to tell her when we sat down to please start making this pizza because this is what we wanted. Right. And then we sat there for another while. And then the people who had to do the zombie thing that was Sunday night because people then who had to do the zombie thing left without any food. Right. And we had to take it to them. Right. Well, or give it away (laughs) (laughs) for the homeless that would take it. So Lollapalooza was going on in Chicago at the same time. And so yeah, there was, was a sea fun. of humanity wherever we went. There were just just so many people all along the street. Uh, and that was interesting because it ended Sunday night. And by that time, uh, after dinner, it was pretty late. I was about, what was it, 10 o'clock? 10, well, the, yeah. the thing started at 10, so it was after 10. there was uh, a plenty of uh, medicinal and non-medicinal... <laughs> <laughs> herbs and alcohol flowing uh, throughout all of Chicago <laughs> so, uh, that was that was pretty funny I still should have got a shirt for
0: five dollars they were selling shirts for all well, the blues of shirts for five dollars so I'm probably gonna talk them down to the three well remember it started as 10 when we were walking from the hotel down to where the zombie place was and then as we were walking back it was five dollars and <laughs> we could have swore if it uh it it was starting to rain. It was starting to sprinkle, and if it had started to pour, it probably would have been like, "Hey, here's your shirt." Right. <laughs> here's a shirt. So, it was a good time. I, I definitely did have a
1: good time, and, uh, but I'm gonna install Windows. I think I'm gonna. So this computer behind me, and I'm, I'm gonna test it because remember Microsoft saying something along the lines, and I think they may have taken this back. Whereas if you didn't have a legal license copy, they'll still give you ten for free. Do you know? Did they pull that back? That statement 10. back? Ten. I.
2: I don't you don't want to be like on a pirated copy or something. 07. Yeah. Um, I heard, and I don't know if this is true, I've heard some people through circles that was able to do actually a clean install over top of the uh, pirated copy, and, and it activated. So. But I don't know. I've never, I have yeah. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't so. know. don't.
1: This one behind me just keeps telling me to put a license key in. I've never done it, so I'm just going to throw 10 on it and see what happens without ever putting a key in. Because I've never read that one's just telling oh, it's me. it's never you know, you been free.
2: Well, what did it come with?
1: It was just I just pulled put a Windows Seven on it, never registered it. Because it's just a test box. I turn it on and I turn it off. Is
2: this a machine you built or was it bought? Is what I'm asking. Is it? A OEM? No, no,
1: it's it was a bought. It was a built machine. It's, OEM and came it's with been parts and pieces. It's been parts and pieces. I've wiped the hard drive many times and put Windows Seven back on it, but I've never licensed it because I just will just reload it but whenever I need.
2: What what I'm trying to say? What was it bought with? What? OS, oh, I have no idea. You don't remember what?
1: No. I've wiped the hard drive many times.
2: It does, I'm sure it's well, uh, the newer BIOS. The um, it's embedded in the in the BIOS, but the older ones I think were on the hard drive. Or was oh, it? Oh, the
0: this, this is that's an old machine. Help
2: me out, Marvin. You know what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking up um, the uh, answer to your question about uh, Windows 10 being free for pirated copies. That is true, but it has to be on a qualified device. So the question now is going to be what. What constitutes a qualified yeah, device? What, is, what does
2: that mean? <laughs> I
0: don't. <know>. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Microsoft for you, for you
1: giving yeah. you giving you a straight answer. Uh, probably like way. you
2: couldn't be you couldn't put it on a like an Apple machine running. Uh, I, they do I'm it. hoping that's
0: what it is. Yeah, I mean it's probably going to be something where if you have Windows, anything installed, uh, seven, eight, XP, and it's on a you know recognized motherboard <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you'll be able to upgrade as long as it's working so i
2: got i'm i'm on an i7 right here an older i7 and it works good really good but i got this expensive software now that wirecast i'm afraid i haven't really researched anything but i'm afraid to put it on there and, and it may not work i think I, I heard some stuff that it may not work with uh actually i thought they had problems with um the version of wirecast i have that with windows 8 but I never researched it, so 7 is going to stay on these two machines for sure.
0: I'm staying Windows 7. I do have a Windows 8 machine here, and I've got two notebooks that uh, I will probably, one of them I will do the inline upgrade, and one I will wipe and do then install. Let, let me th- you weren't here
2: last week, or did we talk about it? I, I did put, I put it on two machines. I put it on a Dell, a recent Dell that I bought like four or five months ago, um, with Windows 8.1. I did the upgrade and I was having a problem with this program. Um, uh, TeamSpeak, if you know what it's like, a gaming chat thing, but we, some tech guys, we use it for that. And I wanted to import my profile or, or, uh, into it and it kept on crashing. then you know, from another machine, I want to keep the same profile. I said, so, so something's not right there. So I reverted back to Windows, uh, Eight, which it didn't take long at all because the problem was still there so it may it may have been there so i said i wanted i wanted to do a clean install anyway i said had, I, had, I had already downloaded the uh yeah you, know, you can download that utility uh, you know for, to make your iso or you can install it from there so i did that and i burned it to a uh, thumb drive so i did do the clean install and it took probably less than 20 less than a half hour you know a lot shorter time than doing the upgrade and and everything worked great on there. I had to, I had to get a few drivers from Dell, but the, the clean install it was it was much better. But I did upgrade this laptop. I got a, it's like a five or six year old i3. I did the upgrade on that on this Toshiba. This seems to be working good. I mean so far, so so I think the song that I put on. Windows 10 on for now. So.
1: Oh cool. Yeah, I haven't tried it out yet. I'll I'll probably like I said install it. I just haven't been home.
2: I mean they they. There's some things I didn't know about it. You guys know, you know with the, uh, you know, the you know the with the updates, or seating, their updates. You know that's uh, that's crazy.
0: Well, the yeah, the seating where you if you're on a local network and it'll share the bandwidth with all the stations in the network. Yeah, or uh, the internet
2: I, and the internet. It will save the internet too. So yeah, I, I turn that off. Better. Turn that off. And there's
0: yeah, a, I know
1: yeah. that Steve Gibson and uh, Mike Smith both went through those. Um, security updates and kind of the changes, um, you know that that you can go through and and turn off and on because there's the Wi-Fi uh, sense, the Wi-Fi, the, the Wi-Fi sense, on, the, on. The, the the pardon me, no. So yeah, the Wi-Fi sense, the the seeding of the of the the data. Um, there's. The listening, there's a key. It's, it's not. I mean, it's not officially called key logging, but it helps with this in the same way that your Android phone, um, and and the iPhones, as you use as you use phrases more and more, it remembers them. So then you can basically type a sentence because it thinks it knows what you're going to say. It'll start mm-hmm. to do that too. It's not really key logging, but uh, it's keeping a hold of what you're typing. And so, um, I, I mean, if your Android phone's doing it, I guess Windows will do it What's too. What's that called,
2: cook- Martin? Uh, Martin, to what, what do you turn off for that?
0: It's the getting to know you features. Okay. Yeah, I get. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. So, if, if as soon
1: as my computer, I can go to my computer and I can say, "Make me an Earl Grey tea hot." Then I will, I will be, uh, I I will, I will be pleased.
2: What I haven't messed with is when I want to, they get the multiple desktops. I haven't done that yet. Which you yeah, know, you're on Linux. It's nothing new there.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ooh, multiple desktops. Well, you could, there are, I mean, I remember from XP, there's programs you can put on there that would do the same thing. Yeah. You could, you could buy programs for multiple desktops. So that's, meh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nothing, you know, I don't think there's nothing revolutionary in Windows 10 from mm. anything
0: over the last couple well, of Well, it is, it is from the standpoint of a Microsoft user who doesn't know that there's other stuff out there.
1: Right, but there's been nothing since Windows seven that has been extremely revolutionary. That was did you guys meet Corey?
2: Was Corey Friedman there? He was in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there is benefits of running that you know, the uh, metro stuff in the metro thing. Um he could explain it better than, than I could, but I think you're a lot protected, I don't know. Um That's all I'm saying. I just remember him telling talking to Fred. I mean, I think he talked about it on some of the shows where when you run stuff in that Metro thing, you're, the modern UI. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. you. It's are sec- more secure than running on a desktop. Well, know. yeah, when
0: you when you can isolate apps and run them in their own space, I think there will be a point in time where that will work. I think from the perspective of a lot of people and businesses in particular, I mean, a lot of business software is stuck in legacy mode. And until those companies make that jump, that's where the discourse is going to be because, you know, end users are going to be fine with it. I mean, they've, you know, end users are jumping over to Windows 8, you know, Windows 10. They're they're used to apps on their tablets, but businesses, you know. I'm on XP
2: at work. I mean, I work for a Dark Container Corporation, you know, disposable product. I'm on XP. We have some 7 machines, Windows 7. I'm still on Windows 7. I mean, Windows XP. Believe it or not, but it works.
0: My two biggest law firms are. We still have XP stations in those offices. We, they just haven't gotten all the machines to even move up to Windows Seven, um, and there's no need for them to because their their legal software isn't there yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got a. I have. I'm writing a proposal this weekend for a company, um, and they have three out of out of out of eight machines. Three of them are Windows XP still. And one of them, the one of them I mentioned about going to Windows 7 on two of them, and they said, yes, we want to go to Windows 7 on these two, but the software, the point, their, their, their back-end software doesn't, they don't know if it works on Windows 7. Well, it does because they have another computer, so they just need to, they don't really want to mess with it until the software gets upgraded. That's fine. Well, they don't have support for the software either, so they just want to say what's on there is working right now. One of the machines I mentioned about Windows XP, and she just said that we're not getting off Windows XP. That's a $20,000 printer that does not work on Windows 7, and there's and you know it's a printing company. They said we, we we just can't do that. And I said well the other option would be then to isolate it and make it its own standalone computer. And you know that you know that and that's what I've done with a couple of Windows XP machines. I've got a you know one of my one of my bigger companies is a 3D graph 3D printing company. And this company makes not not just a little bit of 3D stuff. They make you know multi-million dollar parts for government facilities. And their main printer that came from the distributor is running Windows XP. And the problem they're running into this one is that the, grad, the CAD files are sending to them and making
0: these projects are so big that Windows XP is running out of system resources on 32-bit system. Okay. Yep, yeah, I have a similar customer. He's his same thing. He's got one machine, still XP, because it works with that one plotter. Mm-hmm. And you know he wants to upgrade it because it takes him forever to render anything on it. But he can't because... The software isn't updated, it, but it,
2: it, in my case, we use uh, a lot of apps. We use you know warehouse management software. It's in like I work in Maryland, and but everything's in either Chicago or, or Mason, Mason, Michigan. So we're running stuff through Citrix. You know we use SAP, we use Catalyst, and uh, so I'm in there most time. So really, only thing we're and you know you got your mail, um, and it works fine. We have we have no problems. We probably have maybe more problems with some of the Windows 7 machines more so than the SP, SP machines but
0: yeah here's a customer I've got Martin that uh, 70 desktops 50 are Windows 7 20 are XP yeah I, I, you know and
1: and I kind of wonder who's I, I mean not I don't want to have to place a blame on some but you know do we is is the is some of the fault business? applications because they're not moving as fast or is some of the fault Microsoft because they're pulling away too fast and at their own speed and
0: everybody else just either hold on or get off, you know, so whose fault is that? I think it's a combination of both. I mean, the industry, I mean, think about it, 10 years ago we would not be having a lot of these discussions about whether or not we should move to the next operating system. People just knew wait till the first service pack or wait till you know your your company comes out with drivers I mean we just knew those things um, and remember the lifespan was a lot longer I mean XP has been around forever you yeah. know but if you look at Windows 7 I mean 8.1 has been out what two years and we're already dumping it <laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah. Um. Things just lasted longer and we expected them to. I think it's a I think it's a combination. Microsoft, along with the rest of the world, is trying to get into this this cycle where every year you're gonna get a new version, you're gonna get a new something, you've gotta get a new phone every year, you've gotta get a new car lease every two years.
2: Now aren't they just talking about now you're they're not gonna it's not gonna be no more windows, you're just gonna update it all the time or ain't. aren't they talking about that now?
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. They talked about dumping Patch Tuesday, and and you know because we that's I mean that's been a staple for man thirty years. But yeah, then, that's it's Patch Tuesday, so, and everybody knows it's Patch Tuesday because on Wednesday I get my computer's running slow. I'm like, so instead of having Patch
0: Tuesday,
2: you'll have updates every day.
1: Right, so then it's going to just be <laughs> slow all the time. Right, it'll be
0: it'll be Adobe updates every, every other S- day. Speaking
2: of updates, I think on Windows ten, you that's another thing. You got updates, you're not going to have a choice. You're just going to get them. I think I read that too. Like, like in Windows Seven or other versions, you can choose not to install.
1: Well, at they some might. point you have, yeah, at some point you're going to have to. Right. But this last patch Tuesday that came out whatever three Four, days ago, there was fourteen updates. Yeah, yeah. 14, fourteen updates, and there were some of them were for Windows Ten. So everybody kind of the GFI the the blog that I read from uh, from GFI pretty much was like, well, okay, <laughs> you know, I guess we will have Windows Ten updates.
2: Uh, <laughs> I was telling you a friend of mine. I walk in the door, at four o'clock from work, and the phone's ringing. I run. It's my buddy. Oh, what do I do? I think it's I think it's installing Windows 10. What do I do? But it was doing the patches. It wasn't doing Windows 10. Oh, he was like, I said, I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> I had to log right. in there and assure him that Windows 10 wasn't on there. Oh my
1: yeah. gosh! Yeah. So this this one says uh, this blog says well at the end of July Windows 10 went public and guess what life as we know it in the update community didn't come to a abrupt halt here it is the second Tuesday of August and low, and what do we have a Microsoft security bulletin at least. You thought the new format might even mean fewer patches? No such luck. We have a whopping 14 updates again this month. However, the good news is that only four of them are classified as critical. Interestingly, all four affect the new we- released Windows 10 operating system. There have also been reports about Windows 10 systems getting stuck in a continuous loop reboot and cycling, a uh, re- continuous loop reboot cycle after updating, which hasn't <laughs> it says which hasn't done the new operating system reputation much good. The new Edge web browser also got its first cumulative update. In addition, the patches for Windows are also fixes for Office. And its companion services, SharePoint links, as well as Server Light, and then it goes on to talk about. Now, keep in mind, except for the Navy, which uh, paid millions of dollars to continue on with Windows XP support. <laughs> 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 they actually put a little jab in there of like, if you have enough money, you can still run Windows XP. <laughs> so, by the way, I, trickle- by the way, I thought trickle- Edge
2: Edge was pretty really fast. I thought it was, but it, it, you know, it, just. Making changes in there is so different. It's like, I just want to set it up to start with, with, uh, Google, um, the Google, uh, page. And it took me the forever. Whole page. Yeah. It took me for It's just, they're trying to make it. It looks like, you know, how you would change the settings on your tab. That's what all, that's what it reminds me of. Like the settings, how you change it on or off. You know, it's just kind of, I guess, which makes sense because they, they're going to have the same one for the phone. Um, but it's just like, it just, well, it was a lot different. I mean, similar but different. Like on the, the bottom taskbar, you know, like you know, you, you can choose to show icons or not. And here, you can do, you can just change it right. You know, right click, you know, that little arrow and do it right in. There, you had to go somewhere else to do it. Um, it's just, it's the same but different, and it's just a little strange how they. But I guess they wanted to look uh like the phone, you know, like the phone app, I guess.
1: And so, and you are recording the show on a Windows Ten box. So um, if we sound if we sound um bright and shiny, if I sound twenty years younger, uh, that's because we're recording on a Windows ten box. Right there. Well don't don't show it. <laughs> the problem is that I'm afraid that if, if uh it's like Googling Google, the world will explode.
2: That's, that's the i five by the
0: by the wall with Windows ten. Clean install. You have to go through the planet as it's as it's exploding.
1: Right. I know that I should know that from something, but I don't. <laughs> so I feel like I'm i just going to agree with you and be like, oh yeah, that was a great movie.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> by by lost, the way, Lost, lost in Space.
2: Uh, oh, uh, Listen to this. By the way, when you called, when you voxed, Martin, I'm watching YouTube. I'm watching a show that came on for one season, I believe, in the 60s called The Time Tunnel. And you guys aren't old enough to remember that, but you might have heard it. I think it was the same guy that did Lost in Space. And I love that show. I mean, and uh, so I was watching the very first episode. They go back in time. They go back. They go on a Titanic. So I need to finish watching that. So we write down. But go ahead.
0: <laughs> time <laughs> time. Tunnel. Oh, time I was, tunnel.
2: I mean, it was. I thought it was a great show. I mean, I think it came on 68. 68 60, somewhere around there. Good show. But it only lasted one season. So I guess it wasn't too good.
0: Well, nah. Star Trek only lasted how many? Three. Two, two I think and three. three. And I loved that. I mean, the I'm, original I'm, Star Trek. Yeah. Yes.
2: I'm away. Seriously, that was it. Only three seasons. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. on NBC. I'm away. Uh, more of a Trekky way than Star Wars. I'll take Star Trek any day. But you guys are younger.
0: You're probably into Star Wars. Yeah, the original series, sixty-six to sixty-nine. Mm-hmm. Really? I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, didn't make it through its five-year mission. <laughs> nah.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
2: But I think it did already at the theater. Actually, the first—I think the first film didn't do all that great. Now the make. first
0: one did okay.
1: Forget which.
2: It's, uh, it was boring, yeah. but I think when it, it was, was slow, when, yeah, the Wrath of Khan was much better.
0: Yeah, but you know, when those movies were made, you know, movies were okay like that. You can't do that now. But that the first Star Trek uh, in the reboot was awesome. I like. Uh, I, yeah, see, some of the older people don't
2: like it. I love it. I like it. The uh, Chris Chris Pine.
0: Chris Pine, yeah. And his
2: father played. I don't know if you remember. You remember a show called Chips? I remember Chips. Yes. And oh the, yeah. The boss, the guy was a boss in there. That's his father. The lieutenant? Forget, yeah, it was his. That's Chris Pine's father. I forget oh. what his name. Oh like yeah, Robert no, Pine to. or something. Yeah, they look oh, alike. yeah, no. yeah,
1: but he I, still still to this day I'll be driving down the freeway and I'll see two police officers and that's I don't I don't think slow down. I don't think punch, my speedometer punch,
0: punch, I'm, punch. Too,
1: I'm too busy going I'm like, oh wait, I'm speeding okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I so I think I missed the boat on this one and I really should have I should have really not gone into a technical field where um, I, I should have chose to help people. I really should have become a virus writer <laughs> because uh, I came across this 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 uh this program or this program I apologize news story. It says crypto wall ransomware still running rampant. Oh yeah. And it goes through and it talks about how according to Homeland Security, um, their cyber division, 2.9 percent of users infected with crypto wall will pay the ransom, and which it seems kind of low to me, but. But for the sake of this, they're saying two point nine percent, and then then it goes on and it, and it, the first one of the first things it talks about later later on in the article it talks about well what do you do if you get infected how do you you know but but the one of the things that catches right in the middle of the article it says people always ask why are the viruses and malware created and I I think all of us as techs have ever been you know. Like we'll we'll explain a virus, we'll explain a malware, we'll explain something that's destructive, and they say, well, why? What's the point of it? And it's we say it's for the money, and they say, don't people have other things better to do than just write these programs? And I say, I don't know, apparently really not. I, I huh. don't think so. You know, not
0: if, not if you could make thirty three thousand dollars a day.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So they're they're saying two point nine percent of the people pay it. Okay. Uh, and fit and there and I think these numbers are low, but it says. The math is this: If 2.9 people percent, 2.9 percent of the people will pay the ransom, you infect 5,700 computers per day at $200 per ransom, which is
0: pretty low. Okay? That's low because the initial starting point on most of them is 500.
1: Right, right. And then it went to Bitcoin, which then changes, the fluctuates with you know that. Um, so they're saying $33,000 per day, so 2.9 percent times 5,700 times 200 times 30 equals $991,800. That's just shy of a million dollars per month. So people do this just to get money. And like I said, going back to my original statement, I'm in the wrong business because I could have made a million dollars per month and crypto wall and its variants are still out there. And I would be talking to you guys on a ship somewhere in an in Indian Ocean. Right, so,
2: yeah, you wouldn't be here living you in know, the States. Very,
1: looking a whole lot tanner than I do from the sun or lack of sun that I get in the Pacific Northwest.
0: Right. Malware today is what porn was yesterday. That's the title of the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. well, what's wrong? what's wrong? A lot of
0: people made a lot of money in porn what's on What's wrong internet. with porn? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Wrong show. No. Wrong show. Wrong show.
1: But yeah, no, that is a great analogy. That I mean, people, that's still, I mean, the, the the porn industry is still a very lucrative industry. But but as but it's not, yeah, it's easier to make um, viruses, yep. malware, and it keeps us busy. I mean, I don't I don't complain about it because honestly, if there were no malware and viruses, then I I wouldn't be having. I mean, I'd have a job because I could keep networks and stuff connected. But really, what else am I going to do?
0: Yeah, but you'd have time to do more. Advanced stuff. You you know deal that's, more that's with, with server stuff and work on you know a lot of higher end stuff. I mean that's that's what I did before malware started ruining my days. <laughs> you know? Yeah. To, setting up VPNs and you know how, learning how to replicate data between offices and you know, all that stuff. Malware has has diminished my productivity. Yeah, but it's fattened the checkbook.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of the malware then, increased malware, you guys hear that AdWare just released a new version. So it's okay. now version four point one.
0: Still around? Adware removal
1: tool? eighty eight. yeah.
0: Oh Adware removal. Oh, you thought the one on bleeping I
1: think it's Lava Soft <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Oh, I'm sorry. You no, know, no, the AdWare removal tool. Um, yeah, so they, they uh they released four point one. I don't uh, I think that they that's not ADW cleaner. That's I do
2: yeah, I don't think it's yeah, I think it's different. So I don't know. So if maybe that's. So I, I thought that was ADW Cleaner. I don't. I don't, I don't know if I ever used that. Now Mauer Bytes bought uh, a trunkware mm-hmm. removal tool, right? Yep. Yes. Yes, did. Should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. you can still get it independently, right? So far, so. Well,
0: it's still and I my, had,
1: Go ahead. I was going to say, still in my D7 is separate. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, mine too, mine too. But you know, I was talking to who was I talking to? Some somebody and. You know, we would bring up these tools like JRT and ADW Cleaner, and they're like, you guys still use those? I'm like, yeah, all the time. I'm like, I just, they just work. I mean,
2: some people they're, still use Spybot, Search, and Destroy.
1: I've used that. I'll use that on a super infected machine, because then mm-hmm. I'll run my, my gamut of tools, and I'll throw Spybot on there just to let it find it. And, and, it and it'll, it'll find still stuff. find a lot of stuff. Yeah. I had a client this week call me, and she says, our computer is running so bad and so slow. And I said, and I, I, "I was I was working on being nice about it, because I didn't want to say... Hey, have you gotten the four emails I've sent you? Because my my GFI was screaming a while ago. Seventy-one things found. That I clean it out. Seventy-four things found. I cleaned it out. I'm like, hey, by the way, I think your computer's pretty infected. We need to take a look at it. And uh, I didn't hear anything. And she says, no, I must have missed those emails. And so I figured at some point she'd give me a call, and she did this week. I spent, you know, I let I would I spent some time cleaning it up, and then ran a couple big scans overnight, and uh, they came away. Everything came away pretty clean, but. Um, can I ask yeah, back, I use I use all those tools. Can I
2: ask both while you both you guys are here, um how much time do you put into it before you will just say do a clean install? Uh
0: you mean a nuke and pave?
2: Yeah, I mean how many hours will you put an hour into it or two hours before you're I, I probably haven't
0: done a nuke and pave in five years.
1: Yeah. If I feel like I'm getting getting headway on it, I will not.
0: But I, I will say that I probably I would say the majority of my cleaning is an hour or less. Um, I probably wouldn't consider it. I think the last time I did it was when I got into day two and couldn't remove something. And that's right. when I called the person and said, okay, I, I've already spent a day on this and the bill going to be high already. So, See,
2: My company where I work at, you know, like I said, I work in Maryland, but our, <laughs> uh, the uh, – uh, the, what do you call it, the tech department. They're in Chicago or or Mason, or Michigan. And they'll... We don't have an on-site guy. I mean, it's not my job, but they know I know something about it. And they would have, rather me send it up there, send the PC up
0: there to have a re-image, but then
2: spend time trying to clean it. But it's a big company. We're all over the world, you know, so... Yeah, and
0: that scenario, I would, I would understand. I do have one of my customers that has an on-site tech, and... There are times where he won't spend any time on it. He'll mm-hmm. just give, he'll just give the user a new computer and image. I mean, he right, won't even right, try right. to clean it, right. which a lot of times that frustrates me because I'm like, look, I'll just spend 15 minutes at least looking at it first.
2: Well, it's a challenge okay. to us. I mean, I want to be able to clean it. Like we had that one tough one you tried to help me with, uh, six or seven, eight months ago, Martin, and mm-hmm. I, mean, I isolated it, but I still went up doing a clean install. We just couldn't get Chrome kept on redirecting. We knew what it was. And, uh, and I found, I did find something I could kill it. And, and I probably should have deleted it. It might have been all right. But just went up doing it. Well,
1: that and that's, that's where I see. So what I'll do is I'll work on a computer. And if I'm making headway on it, I see, and, you know, and it's not, you know, I'm seeing that it's just the normal stuff that you'll see for malware and spyware. I'll, I'll just keep chugging at it. And, and usually I'll spend a, a bit of time on it. And a lot of that time is, is you know, run, JRT, leave, come back. Okay, reboot, run ADW cleaner, leave, come back. You know, let it kind of a lot of it's just doing its thing. And then I run scans and you know malware bytes, and that takes some time to run a scan and you know, so I'll spend time like that. And but if it's if I'm noticing that just the same thing is still happening or I'm just having a hard time with it, that I will nuke and pave. Now at the school that I'm at, I have images and the kids will get on there and we've tried to block down as much as possible, but we have no idea what they do. You know, it's a fifth-grade class. They use it's everything. image. Yeah. Right. Everything they do is all just right. shortcuts to links that are already done in group policy. Nuke, pave, hand the laptop back to them. There you go. You know, as opposed to spending time. But that's because I already have an image, and I have like I've I'm fully in control with that. With the customer's machine, a resident who brings me their stuff, I'll it's it, it takes long. It may take longer for me to do that and more headache because then I give it to them. Well, where's these icons? Or where's those icons? Or I was missing this wallpaper or this NK2 file for, you know, and those are things we want to work on backing up. But there's I feel like there's always something that may get missed. Um, at least with the school, I can say, no, you're not going to miss this because I you haven't used it in a year.
0: Yeah. I I I like to try, and like I said, most of my stuff only takes an hour or two, but that's still less than rebuilding a machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um and and that's one reason why I do it. But the other problem is, and I mentioned You know the on-site tech is that he'll never even save their stuff. I mean, he may back up their My Documents and their Internet favorites, but that's it. You know, he doesn't back up their NK2 file. He doesn't. You know, which is easy if you're using FABS. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. He needs. He needs a copy of FABS. Yeah, I mean, it's just. uh, You know, I mean, for the cost, come on. I mean.
1: Yeah. I one time, my I, I don't know how I landed this computer job, my very very first computer job. So I went working from an ambulance, right? I was an EMT. I went to paramedic school. I was working on an ambulance, and I switched careers, like literally mid mid midway down the freeway, just 180ed it, switched careers. I don't know how I landed this job. I worked on the vice president needed his computer reloaded, and I just did it. Put everything back. Said, "Here you go." And he goes, "Where's my documents?" I'm like, "What do you mean your documents?" He goes, "Didn't you back up my documents?" No, <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going home that day and not coming back to work. that I thought my vacation started that day. Uh, he was gracious enough, and he was very nice. But uh, I have learned that when you delete and you do not restore the vice president of a million dollar company, <laughs> his data, it's probably not a good thing. And uh, I have that's kind of you know it takes a learning thing like that to go. Don't forget to back up their data. Yep. And now they make like you said. Now they make fabs, and that's If nobody out there has ever used fabs. Check that out. It's fabs auto backup. It is. I don't know. It's the best thing. I I didn't use it for a long time, and now
0: I don't even know why I I stopped using it. I used it twice just before the show to uh, transfer over to machines. But I'll tell you what, I was like you. I didn't use it for a while. There's a, there's several tools out there that I kind of knew about, maybe downloaded them, never used them. And Fabs was one of those where I bought it and I thought, well, we'll see how it goes, because I was using you know the built-in Windows transfer. Um, and that seemed to work okay, and I used a couple of other tools. Um, but what really hooked me on FABs was I had to upgrade a terminal server. And I had 80 profiles on the terminal server. Now, they weren't all in use. Um, it, really, only about 20 people used it, but I wanted to bring over all the data and whatever. And literally, I had thought that it was going to take me a week to transfer everything over from that server to the other one. But literally, I had the new server installed. That Friday night, I put in FABs, backed up all 80 profiles to a USB drive, moved the USB drive to the new terminal server, and at that time, I had to log into each profile to do the restore, but I did it all in a day. Now with FABs, you can actually transfer those without having to log in to each and every profile so who knows how much more time could be saved with that so um, I mean fabs is awesome yeah
1: yeah I That's just used thought. it I, I used it on on uh, on this weekend so la- so I, I came back from my Chicago trip on I landed back home at 1 in the morning on Thursday last Thursday um, Saturday morning I hopped on a plane and I flew to Palo Alto for a client I got there about noon um, got some lunch got back to the office and this was, I was using, so what I was doing was creating a flat network, three machines, one one uh, server and making the server, DC promoing it, making it a domain, joining the computers to a domain and then you know getting all the printers and everything set back up um, because we're, we're going to be using, uh, we we want to we want to do that way because it never was working right and we just you know we we're going to be combining combining um some other some other domains together and we just need to do this is a step that we just need to do and so I went down there and um, yeah we use fab, I use Fabs on the local machines to back all their data up even though I was using um a great tool called ProfWiz no yeah ProfWiz yep. from yep. Informed IT that will move your profile your local profile to your domain profile um this this went great um. Uh, you know, I did the I did everything on Saturday from like from like one to five. When the lady at the other at the other side of the business, um, they share have a shared business space, she set the alarm. We were walking out the door together. I did everything remotely from my hotel room on Sunday. Um Sunday, Monday morning I went in there, made sure everybody was working, and then off to my next job while I was still down there Monday afternoon. Um but to use Fabs because I so I used uh you know, fabs to back up everything from the server, all three machines on an external hard drive, uh and uh just to make sure and actually I brought this up before. I think I had mentioned that the I sent them a hard drive and it wouldn't fit. Remember they said they were having an issue plugging it in? Oh, the USB just, drive that the they USB drive put in. <laughs> so here's what happened with that. So they it was an older server and they put it in and then they snapped it. And so the inside tab of the USB was stuck inside the USB dongle for the hard drive. And so then they go to put it in something else, and of course it doesn't fit. And I get it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, great. Oh, my goodness. Who in the world
0: doesn't realize that
1: they've snapped a USB? Okay, well, then I put it in the other one, and it comes off. The inside one comes off again. I was like, oh, that's two. There's only two left in the back of the machine that aren't being used. So I called the gentleman that, that Saturday night and I said, here's what I need you to do. Well, first off, we need to wait. They, they had moved everything around and then they said, you know, ever since we moved stuff, we can't print to the color printer. And the color printer is not a network printer. It's a network printer, but it's shared, it was shared via USB. So I grabbed the cable for the USB printer and I pulled on it and it just came out. And I, and I and I took the end of it and I stretched it to the server and it didn't make the server by about three feet. <laughs> So they couldn't print to the color printer because it wasn't hooked up. Uh, so I said I need you to pick me up a longer USB cable and I had to send them a picture and then I said pick me up a powered USB hub because I know if we're plugging things in and out these things are gonna snap off again. So when they when they got the powered USB hub Monday morning I got behind the server and I gently, gently plugged it in, made sure it fit. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna plug everything into the hub which is new and it'll fit everything right and things won't snap off. but. That would—that's why they didn't—it didn't, didn't fit—is because it was already the the tab was snapped off the server and in, in in the drive. Did
0: you get and these like, USB drives from the dollar
1: store? I mean, no, I no that no, I don't know. They're they're. I mean, I carry I carried mine down. It's a little Seagate uh, hard drive. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think it just it uh, anything would have been in there and it would have broke. I think it just was loose. It's an angry uh, server. I don't know, but I thought, oh man, if this breaking this fast, how is it going to work? <laughs> <laughs> so
0: got it got all working. Angry server. Angry server. Hey, an one old, of the things, old grumpy server that didn't want to be de, you know demoted. I know. Well it promoted. It's like promoted.
1: Oh, I'm, fine. Okay. I'm fine. So, okay, one of the issues that I had in Chicago, and you probably too, is I got called away at least once once uh for to to work on the client's computer. And the I have not this is not my first conference that I've been to where the wireless is awful. And I wish that they would fix the issue because if you bring a whole bunch of text, especially during the middle of a week that uh, they're probably going to have to work and I've gone to conferences where the, the wireless stuff. And luckily Dor let me use his phone and I was able to, uh, hot hot, he turned a hotspot, I was able to get online and get my work done. It was much faster than the wireless at the, at the thing. So I have been, I had a hotspot originally from Clear. It was like $54 a month. It was unlimited amount of data. They didn't care um, what you did with it. The guy actually told me that. He says, I, "We don't care what you do with it. Uh, you know, you can get in, you can have all the access to the DHCP scope and tweak it and whatever you want to do with it. I don't care." Then Sprint bought them. Sprint bought Clear, and then about four months after Sprint bought Clear, they said, "We're discontinuing that. It's no longer available." So I have my hotspot that I could use on my phone, but it, my phone runs hot. We have a we have a family plan, so sometimes I can't do that. So I've gone to the AT&T store a couple times and I said, well, what about opening up my own account from the business and getting a hotspot for myself? And I said, well, these are the plans and here's the, you know, nothing. It's like it'll be fine but it always feels like it's a little offset and I'm like, am I really going to use it or am I really not? So I purchased one of these and I'm going to give it a shot. It's called the Karma Go. Uh, it's it's yourkarma.com. It's $149 for the, for the uh, device and then you prepay for… Data on it, and the data is like one gig is fourteen dollars, five gigs is fifty nine dollars, and ten gig is ninety nine dollars. So I spent a I spent two hundred forty nine dollars with t- for for a hotspot with ten gigs worth of data on it. Now here's the kicker: it's it well it uses eight, to eight devices, so it's pay as you go, and it, you can have used up to eight devices. I can't customize it. I can't make it a password protection, and I can't adjust the DHCP scope. There's nothing I can do with this device. It's wide open. Well, the reason it's wide open is because they want other people to join the ah. join it and that's why they call Karma. It's a rant when it says when a random person joins your network, they'll have to sign up for a Karma account to use it and then I get 100 megs worth of data as a thank you for referring them as a new member and then it says then the data they use is through Karma, not your data. So it's a social media, if you will, a wireless device, so I can take this, go to a coffee shop, and if people want to join on, they can. But then I get 100 megs of free data every time
0: somebody else joins. Yeah, but you're not really inviting them. You're not really well, referring no, they,
1: them. No, but they 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 log in, they see it, they go, oh, I want to, you know, I want to get on this wireless, and then they do, and they get on the wireless. And if they don't get on the wireless, then I still get my 10 gigs still. So I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> it's it, I looked at the the map and it's all up and down the United States uh, or up and down I-5 where I live. Because uh, I've taken one of the problems I ran is I went on a business trip, took my little clear, was in a hotel room in Southern Oregon, uh, and I needed to get on a wireless and it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't connect. So I'm hoping
0: that this one will will connect. Yeah, I've got to look for something too. I used to um, I have. Well, here little- I'll
1: give you my referral for Karma and
0: you can. Uh, I can get yeah, something. but I can't connect to you from
1: here. Well, no, but you can get your own, but then I get a referral. See, I referred you. Now I get some data out of it.
0: Oh, well, what do I get out of it? <laughs> Good karma, man. What have we been talking about for the last three minutes? <laughs> got my own karma. I live in paradise. That's Florida. I don't know if i You would love Florida. You're, you're going to love it next year, too. I am an overweight, fat guy. I will not love Florida. So am I. I there's it's, there's it's air conditioning there is yeah, air conditioning.
1: <laughs> uh, and uh, there's a show in the, there's I'll put a link in the show notes but there's in uh uh the next web did a big talk about karma go and uh, everything about. It. So I'll let you guys know more about it when I get it. But
0: well I know there's air conditioning. The only thing I see is I mean you could use up that data pretty quickly. Yes. So yeah, I definitely could. So I'll have to be careful with it. And I, I think mean, I th- in a pinch for, you know for an emergency I could see that really being a lifesaver,
1: right? I think there are um I, think I was talking to Dora about that because he had heard about it, and he said that somebody else he knew had used it. And if you follow them on Twitter or Google Plus like and that, every now and then they'll do like a one-day sale. where they'll knock seventy-five percent off a data plan, and you then you can just go buy data, and now you have it kind of banked up a little bit. Hmm. So I'll give it a shot. I bought ten gigs, and we'll see what happens with it. I mean, you
0: know, I don't know. It, it work in a it'll work in a pinch. Yep. It was funny. I did uh, ask the lady at the front desk when I checked in on Sunday if, uh, if Wi-Fi would be okay because, you know, it is a tech conference coming in. She oh, yeah, we do this all the time. And uh, by by Sunday night, I was like, you don't do this all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, either that or she didn't quite understand what you wanted. Lisa, now the hotel – go
2: ahead. No, real quick. Lisa wanted to do a show, and she wanted – Chris Carruthers, like, I don't know if you met him while you were out there. She wanted to do a show with Chris, but
0: they, they just couldn't get any – Anyway, oh the yeah, Wi-Fi. the yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, that wasn't that wasn't happening.
1: Yeah, yeah the yeah. the pod, the the podcaster hangout. Mm. Yeah,
0: there well, those rooms down there were were a, it was a dungeon. Yeah, yeah, it was below sea level. If that's uh, <laughs> what it felt like, I I think it was. And plus, I mean, Lollapalooza kids were still there, so they probably were killing bandwidth too. Those kids, get off my wireless!
1: As I shake oh. my fist feverishly at them. And turn turn down that music. Turn down the music. <laughs> and put on some clothes. <laughs> uh, so here's something that I thought was interesting, and I got a, I got a conversation with my friend about this because he is a website uh, designer developer. Uh, this came out just today. It says ad block causes 20 21.8 billion dollars loss in ad revenue. Um, they've seen a They've seen a between 2013 and 2015, Firefox users Firefox users using AdBlock raised from 34 million to 48 million, 48 million users. Um, and it says, well, Google Chrome increased 51% from quarter two of 2014 to quarter two of 2015, reaching 126 million monthly active users. And so I asked him about that, and him being an advertiser. Uh, well needing to make money off stuff like that and he says yeah that's just how it goes and I said well here's a problem that I see is that because I'll admit I use ad block programs I don't want to see all the ads I don't want to see all this stuff and I realize that I'm shortchanging people um, you know but the problem we're gonna run into is that we're gonna, we gonna we block ads people figure out a way to, to get around the ad block thing so we still see ads so then ad block programs become more aggressive so they make more aggressive ads to, to get around ad block things, and I see this just becoming a really big cycle until our browsers crash because they're so overloaded.
0: Talk oh, about overloaded. I was just say. Oh, there it is.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? What is my computer doing? Oh, it's blocking ads and it's just redlining. Right on cue. Yep. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting uh, 20, but I, I thought 21. Point eight billion dollars worth of lost revenue. You know when in ad I, is, that, is that extreme?
2: I'll turn it off when when I'm watching a uh, bright bright tech stuff because <laughs> he told me don't turn that on when you're watching my stuff. Yeah, have it off.
0: Well, Windows Ten is going to allow you to turn off targeted ads. See how long that lasts. Yeah, I mean I've used AdBlock Plus or now I use mm-hmm. uBlock
1: on Firefox on Chrome. Um, I mean just go to a simple page like CNN. Go to CNN. Without an ad block on it and turn it on. Then turn it on and see the change. Actually go to, you know, there's a, there's a, I can, and this is a great page, speedof.me. It tests your bandwidth. It's a, it's a flash base, or sorry, it's HTML5 bandwidth testing, so it's not the speedtest.net, it's speedof.me. There are banners on the sides and on the bottom. Turn on your ad block, that all goes away. So right there. It's you know, I use it like I said, I use it all the time and people say, Well, don't you see that one thing? And I admit I have to turn it off every now and then just so I could see what somebody's referring to because I've I've actually I had a I had a client of me a client of mine years ago tell me my webpage is getting redirected to some spam site. I said, No it's not (laughs) They said, Yeah it is I, I don't. I don't see it actually. So, and at the time I was, I was close to the Microsoft store, so I went into the Microsoft store and I started using their computers. And sure enough, it was getting redirected. But I couldn't it, on my computer. I was, I was blocking the redirect, so the redirect would never happen. I'd go right to their page because of my block of my ad block tools. Yeah. So yeah. there are problems like that.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, ad blocking tools. I I have to use them because if I didn't, every freaking page I turned to would show another fluke device. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I'm like I already bought it. I was say I don't how many to can it you anything. own it at one time? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Every time I look, there's another one. I said I have that one already. Leave me alone.
1: I just got an email from a client. I I don't know. I I know you probably people may have seen my facial expression, but uh, this is the email I just received. Hi, Martin. The McAfee software I use it on my laptop at home to access the VPN recently expired. <laughs> Define recently. Define accessing VPN through McAfee. Um, He doesn't use... uh, I'm confused, but go
2: ahead.
1: (laughs) I'm confused. (laughs) So I think what what he's saying is his McAfee is expired at home. That's what he's saying. And he already pays... uh, Yeah, I'm going to try to sell him on my managed services plan.
0: Good deal. Well, at least he's letting uh, you know ahead of time. At least he's not saying I'm infected. Right, right. And uh,
1: inspired Right, and I know his VPN doesn't is fine because they VPN they VPN in to their office. It's a veterinary clinic. They VPN to the office, and then they use RDP to get to their personal, their their private, their own machines within the office. So I he's just mixing terms.
0: Is that remote web workplace?
1: He no, he just they they don't have that. So and this this tool this application they use for the veterinary clinic cannot be ran off of VPN because everything gets sucked down. I worked with their techs and they it it's it's not the best tool. Um, so what we do is they they just VPN in, they get their you know VPN and then they RDP to their local machine and in the clinic and they just work that way oh, and that okay. that works well for them. They don't have any way of um uh, doing that. And yeah, Sebastian Charles in the chat room says he LOLs and says McAfee VPN. I'm not. I'm not even sure. <laughs> what would that look like? <laughs> yeah, you you just get the free the free VPN service that would just show up on your computer when you installed something and you have to remove it every now and then. Uh, so I'll, I'll give them a call tonight. But other than that, I haven't done a whole... I mean, I've uh, got some computers that we're moving over. Um, I'm, you know, school starting up and I've got two, two sites that are actually moving. Um, school starting up, so we're buying new hardware for them. Um, we're just chugging along. I think the end of this month in September is going to be really busy for me. I, I'm waiting for it all. I, I've got all these proposals written out, and they all say, well, we, we all want this done before school starts. And it's creeping up on school starting up, and I just see it all just hitting my desk at the same time.
2: So, in other words, we probably won't do another show for another three weeks then. No, I'll work on getting do, another show. <laughs> <That's>, I know.
1: <laughs> I'll get Marvin to step in for me. That's a problem right. being, over here, being over here on the on the West Coast. I just, you know, just... It that's is why. What
0: it is. That's why we don't know who your football teams are over there, the East Coast people. Baltimore Ravens.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> so I did One of my, one of my, uh, the owners of one of the, the sites that I work at. He, I was sending out the texts and the tweets and you know everything from the Cubs and he was like, oh, you're the our Giants are beating your Cubs today because I did notice if you I don't know if you noticed at there at the Wrigley Field they did have the Giants mat down. Uh, it's because the Giants were the next team to come into Wrigley Field to play, and the uh, Giants are beating your Cubs, and I'm like, not my Cubs. I'm an Angels
0: fan. I just happen to be there for free. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, business should be picking up. I, uh, I actually still have uh, several clients that were, that said they wanted their Windows 2003 servers updated. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm waiting for them to, to actually. Uh, put down their deposit and show that they're ready. I have a copy
2: of that I've had for like since 2003, I was going to practice it, which I never did <laughs> still to this day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that I've got clients moving. That's why I had to leave the conference early. I, I left uh, early Wednesday morning. I missed all of Wednesday's stuff and I had a client that's moving. So we had a, a pre-installation meeting with Comcast, a wiring meeting for their new space. And I had to do all that. Very nice. That you know, I love when I can get a hold and be
1: part of that um, part of that because that's my wife. Sorry. Uh, that's when <laughs> uh, that's that's the best part. I've got a client who's moving as well, and they said we there's something in this office that we're moving to. We don't we don't know what it is. Can you just come take a look? I said sure. And so I go to the uh, the new place building with them, and it's a rack. It switches already in place. It's punched down. It's a panel. And there's already wiring, you know, professionally wiring jacks done in all the offices and multiple, multiples in all the offices. I'm like, please don't take this away. Just, just leave this right here. This is beautiful. This is exactly what I want because where they're at right now, we have no control of their network. Uh, and it takes five days to make any kind of changes. So uh, this way, it's, it's gonna be nice. I've quoted them out some, some new parts and pieces that they're gonna need. So, but that's always fun to get in, kind of on the ground floor. I'm, I mean, we, we all do it. We all kind of work where we, we kind of come in later on. But being in part of the ground floor. There's a chance to to set things up efficiently, correct. We know what's going on.
0: Well, this is a client who has learned the hard way to bring me in early and not late uh, because I've had to go in after and just basically tell them they've got to redo everything because it was either done wrong or they put stuff in the wrong spot because they didn't plan ahead and the furniture is nowhere near where the equipment is supposed to be. And... uh, Another reason why I, um, actually I went through that, uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think I put one of the, um, one of my fluke results online, but the other one was basically that type of deal where people had run the cabling and didn't even talk to me, but then they wanted to set up all the computers, and we couldn't figure out why none of the, none of the computers are working. And I said, well, let me test the wiring, and sure enough, wires were Run improperly, you know, A to B cabling and cables that were too long. And I said, uh, you know, you gotta have them come back out and redo it. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it took an extra, I mean, they had this particular place, I mean, they had two stations that couldn't work for almost a week because uh, they messed up the cabling.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, I, I've, I've been in that same situation where, you know, just bring me in we just get it done right the first time i, we, I mean they're building one of my schools they're building um, a new science lab downstairs and they need all of this cabling done so i was there at the ground floor with the contractors you know this is where we need to pull the line in here this is where we're going to put the wireless access points this is where we're going to hang the projector this is you know this is where we're going to do stuff and it's so much easier to get everybody in line and to pull the cabling before the drywall goes up and to pull all this cabling because they got to pull it from the server room and you know, to get all that stuff just done and tacked in place before everything goes up because then when, when it's to you know finish it off, it's all right there rather than going, Well, oh yeah, we forgot to pull cat five down here and how are we
0: gonna run wireless down here again? And you know. Yeah. Do you have your cable companies give you certified test results after they do a cable job?
1: Um this cable company doesn't. They've been with this this provider. We've this cable company has ran this whole school's network and so they they haven't. It's kind of I mean they've just kind of it's kind of been old school and they just have used the same company for so many years that it's it's trusted that they do but I have but no. So the answer that question no, I don't.
0: Well, but you but you've used them for years. So,
1: yeah. And Especially. I and if anything goes wrong, he'll come right back out. So, um uh, you know, I've never had any issues with this with this one company I've actually re- he's referred me to a couple jobs and I've referred uh, a couple jobs to him for coming out and running some cable um, and, and it's luckily they work out of portland and Vancouver so any any new clients who need uh, any kind of cabling done in the area I go right to this one guy and I I have his personal cell and I'll call him up and you know hey what's going on and he'll be you know the other day like the last time I called him left a message he called me back he was on his way on vacation on his way back to uh uh, you know, going on a vacation and wanted to just follow up with me and let me know where it stood because the cable was pulled in a weird spot. But he left a whole lot of cable, and he was like, "Oh, we're not going to leave it there. I just need to get it through." Uh, you know, it's an older building, so all the all the cables ran between the floors. There's nothing that goes in the walls because it's all concrete. Mm-hmm. So he said, "I just needed to get it down from the server room." Through the floor, through the girls' locker room, and out to this main area, and then he just ran it straight out and just put this huge, big service loop. and They said, "Yeah, we're going to pull it back. We're going to put it where it needs to go. We're going to tack it down and everything." So he said, "But he was going on vacation. He knew he just needed to get the pool run, and that's fine. We'll just finish it up. You know, we'll just finish it up, and we're going to put a um, wireless access point that hangs to the to the um, false ceiling right there." Doing open mesh? No, they're using Arrow Hive. Okay. Um, I, it, which is super expensive. Oh my gosh! their access points are like almost pushing $600 each, and I would love to do open mesh, but they're so it's. Here's the problem that I think a lot of people have ran into is that you have a system that's super expensive, but you're so far up to your eyeballs in it that it would cost more to back out of the system and put new stuff in than it would be just to stick with it.
0: Right. Okay. And
1: that's unfortunately where they're at. I would love to do Open Mesh there because it would work out well. There, it's a school, so they need public and private, you know. And and I think it, it would just it would be beautiful. But they're, they, you know, they the tech person who was who was before me, um, was a tech person slash teacher, and they just bought stuff. They just, I mean, any anybody who came in shiny, uh, sold her something shiny, she bought, and for that meant bad software purchases. That meant buying instead of buying a network version of a, of a of a you know a license they would buy 35 licenses which means that then you had to install the application on every single lab computer rather than just doing one lab install you right uh you know semantic <laughs> so yeah. between semantic and 45 copies of this and 30 copies
0: of that and 200 copies of this uh, you know yeah. yeah i i just did a proposal but uh, we're probably not going to get it cuz um, they've got ruckus uh, mm. Wi-Fi in there, and that's that's expensive. And apparently they put it in not too long ago, so they don't want to lose their investment, <laughs> as they call it. Uh, so <laughs> those things. Yeah. Are expensive. Well, I've had a client who uses um,
1: I've had a client who uses uh, Meraki or Meraki, or I've I've heard it called many different ways. It's in the Cisco. That's uh, a Cisco one, and actually this was down in Palo Alto. I'm a different client. And uh I'm gonna probably end up going down there and having a really I'm actually next week sitting down with the owner of the company and her direct boss and, and sitting down and, and talking with them and ask and kinda of come up with the hard decisions because they just buy stuff off the shelf and they hand it out to tenants there, but they don't lock anything down, they don't do anything, they're open in their public uh in their public uh, conference rooms, and like there's just some things that need to be changed a little bit. There's just some things that need to be better. Well, there's a Meraki down there, Meraki, I don't know, and it's it's to the wall, and they said, oh, to replace that, it's going to cost like eight hundred dollars. And so they would just go to Best Buy, to buy these, you know, twenty nine ninety nine Netgear routers, and that's what they're deploying. Mm. Like, we could make this so, you know, we could we could. I said, well, what are you doing for locking it down? Well, nothing. Well, what are you doing for this? Well, nothing. Mm-hmm. So the problem that I have with, and I'm I'm the IT guy for this company, but every time I have talked with her about some of this stuff, I handle what happens in the office, antivirus patch management, you know, backing up of the data, and stuff like that in the office. But as soon as it leaves the office and it goes to, because it's a it's a it's not an apartment complex, it, it is in the sense of that it's for companies. Companies will go and rent space there at the at this at the business park. All right. And uh, so. Sh- Jesus just says, "No, we just handle." There's a third party. Well, who's the third party? I, I don't know. It's some other guy who just comes in and does stuff. Well, is he reliable? Does he know what he's doing? Because you're deploying all the access points. So I'm meeting with the owners. Uh, and it may require me to to make a trip down there, do a big site survey, look at all of their data, look at all their traffic, really sit down with them and say, what exactly are you doing, and how can we improve this? To so you don't get somebody who just sits out in the parking lot, joins, you know, with the password, password, actually, and serves something that then now uh, you have federal agents coming and knocking at your door. Yep. You know, because it's it's a libel for the company. Because now you know now I'm talking to the owners of the company, and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, you guys are, you know, not only is she possibly putting herself at risk, but she's putting
0: your guys at risk. And that, and you know, how do we fix that? Yeah, well the new uh, OpenMesh software is nice because you can get a good track of who's doing what, what devices, and uh, even rogue rogue access points uh, on all of that. Now, I don't know if you know this, but uh, they just uh, did an upgrade to the, uh, the MR900, um, the, the circular one. Um, it's uh, now MR 1750. So I just uh, I just ordered two because I wanted to play with them myself before I put them out to my client.
1: Well, toss one down my way
0: or up my way or my way. Okay, let me just go grab it. Well, not not no, like put actually put it in a box, send it to two nine. No, I'll do it. Amazon.com Podnuts and uh, send it to you. There you go. Hey, they, we gave, they gave us ten dollar gift cards at uh, the at the CompTIA thing. So. Which booth uh, do you
1: go to? Well, no, I guess if you fill out a survey. Okay, so... Okay, so,
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they didn't just give it to
1: you. <laughs> well, no, so here's what it was. You filled out this tiny little survey, and it was three questions, like most inspirational talk, most best, like most inspirational vendor, uh, best, you know, well, it was all vendor related. It was down the vendor area. And I just put instant house call, instant house call, instant house call, handed to him the <laughs> gaming my $10 gift card. I said, thanks. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> but I did upgrade to you should have done instant house call. Call that girl in remote support tech team. Well, I or, didn't even think. Uh, about it. Oh, I could think. I was. I should have
1: done that, but I didn't think about it. I just did the one that was. I mean, it was. I could have turned around and thrown it at at uh, Corey, but I just. So I just wrote it down at him at right there.
0: Um, or, or even um, uh, repair tech. I know. Okay, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. It's. I didn't. I wasn't saying that they weren't good. That was
1: just the you one. Gotta thing that help was in your my head.
0: people out, Martin. I, know,
1: I Okay. It was a selfish move. I just wanted the ten dollar Amazon gift card. I. I don't All care. Right. I just wanted the ten dollar gift card. All right.
0: There there's it, question. You, Have you used the ten dollar gift card yet?
1: I used it today. I bought. Like I had to buy some apps. I buy. I bought. Actually, there's. I bought some stuff from the chat room to, There's a lady in the chat room right now that I had to buy some software for, and I used my Amazon ten dollar gift card for that. Teddy. Teddy. I we're upgrading Teddy to a new hard drive, two new hard drives in your laptop. All right, then. So I did upgrade my own, my little, in that little, those little boxes right there.
0: Oh, the uh, the OM2s. The, uh,
1: yeah. So I upgraded that one to version five, but I haven't had messed with it very much. It took a long time to upgrade. I had to let it sit for a while because oh. it, I must have been in a queue. But, um, spin- but I haven't had a chance. I haven't had a chance to mess with it yet. The new firmware. Yeah. And I'm going out to a client tomorrow and I'm going to think I'm going to they're having an issue with a with a router and I think I'm going to go ahead and switch them to the SSD and put all their information on that and go that route. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah, because you you're the one who showed me that. <laughs> oh, what's what's uh, a what's that there? SSD. What is it? The Samsung it the one that's been
2: sitting here for 5 months. Oh. The Samsung Evo 850.
1: Which uh, what size? 250. Hey, hold it up to the thing. If Teddy's watching, hey, that's what's coming in the mail. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's actually it's, – it's, it's an Evo 250, yeah. yeah. Well, cover the that, price. Come is. on, man. It was no. –
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I, it, no. it's got a higher price than I paid for. It. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
2: if I bend down, I'll never get back up.
0: Oh. Live podcasting, people. No edits. I know.
1: <laughs> no edits. Here we go. Actually, I'm charging her less than that price on there. What'd you, how'd you, why'd you spend $129 on that? Good grief. I paid 89 It was 89 oh, There you go. There you go. So I did um, – oh, we got a chance to meet – Bryce? I met Bryce. Bryce, yeah. Uh, John Dubinsky was there. Right. Dubby. And he sent an email. And so he had an issue with the HP network jack. And he said, hey, Geeksteers Posse, I thought I must admit, I thought your Teflon plumber's tape idea was only a shot in the dark. With that said, I took the chance and wrapped the cable as you suggested. I broke off the jack clip, the guard from the mold, from the molded Cat 5 cable, and wrapped the tape around three to five times. Worked like a charm. A time will be to true test, but at this point, the cable seems to be firmly in place as well as removable as needed in the future. Great idea. I appreciate the time. With much respect, John Dubinsky. And then Jeff Owens Blackhammer sent a voicemail, and we didn't get a chance to cue that up. But his voicemail basically said, uh, and I actually passed this on to John when I saw him at the conference. Was Jeff's idea was to make a small dongle, use the same, do the same concept, but make a dongle with a male, you know, fix the male end, plug it in, and then have a female end. So now you can unplug and plug in the printer as needed without having to mess with the tape side. And I thought that was a good idea as well. Oh yeah, yeah. So. There you go. So apparently the 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 plumber's tape or the Teflon tape uh, that was actually Tim's idea was to actually use the Teflon tape, and uh, John said that worked really well. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. Uh, Brandon Martin sent an email saying thanks uh, for all the great podcasts. On a re- recent episode of Geeksters, you mentioned testing out some PF Sense stuff on your home network, and that you'll be putting it in some coffee shops, I believe. What hardware did you decide to use on, in conjunction with PFSense? I know they list their specs on the site, but I was curious to know if you built a custom machine or purchased something off the shelf. Um, I built a custom machine and it's a little, it's a Dell, Dell small form factor machine. I think it's a Core 2 Duo, um, maybe. Hold on.
0: Volstro 200?
1: <sighs> okay. Uh, Core 2 Duo, Inspiron,
0: I don't know, it doesn't say. So an Inspiron 700?
1: It is an Inspiron series. It says Inspiron on the side, right there. But, uh, anyways, uh, oh, five, it's a 560s. 560. So it's got the, you know, onboard NIC, and then I just put a second NIC card in it. Um, and I haven't really messed with it too much. Uh, the one of the first things I wanted to do was test out um, blocking everything on port 53, which is a DNS, and only allowing port fifty three to see the predetermined DNS settings on the box itself. Uh, PFSense has a walkthrough on that. And basically what that would allow me to do is say everybody has to go through Open DNS. If you try to go around that you won't because we're only allowing open DNS we're we're only allowing PFSense is only allowing to see that DNS provider. Uh, and so when i turn it on it actually just kills dns completely i don't go anywhere so when i turn it off i go somewhere and uh of course rules are deny before allow and even if i switch it around cuz you can modify your your you know your your rules uh it it breaks so i'm i haven't had a chance to fully fully mess with it too much um, but i created my own little small network here in the house and and was messing with it and nothing yet cuz i figured once i get it figured out then it doesn't matter what box I put it on. Um I'll understand PF Sense and be able to block it. That's that's the that's one of the biggest things with that. The PF Sense box is uh is going ahead and trying to figure out how to block DNS uh from going to certain sites. And I and I you know, I want to use it for reporting and I want to use it for for uh you know all the other features that it comes with. But so Brandon, I haven't used it as much as I would like to. Um that's part of the that's part of the things that malware and spyware are keeping me away from doing. <laughs> So any projects coming up? You said you had some projects, Marvin. Uh, anything new coming up, or? Uh,
0: anything new? I do have. Well, I gotta go back to the Bahamas. Oh, <laughs> that's it. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah, but this time I'll have to take the life. Well, come on, that's a that, that's a good thing. Yeah, she'll be happy. Um, yeah, I've got um, the network is actually deployed over there, and not being used. <laughs> I've got a server, eight computers, two open mesh Wi-Fi routers, and I, every now and then I log into my open mesh, and I look at everything, and it's like, nothing. Nobody's logged into anything. So, we've got to go over there, and, uh, we're gonna deploy, um, Office 365, uh, for their email. Um, it's gonna be the easiest thing since they're coming back and forth. Um, but we've also got to set up remote access so that people, when they're here in the States, they can connect to stations over there. So I know that um, normally what I would do is just set up, um, this is a 2012 Essentials box, so normally I'd set up Remote Web Workplace, let them go to that portal and then connect to their desktops. Um, but their um, their internet over there is just flaky. Mm. And the current, they um, there's only two internet options you have over there you have you know the Bahamas telephone company BTC which basically is DSL and that's the primary provider and that's what they got first they do have a cable option that they keep saying that they're going to get um, that will give them at least I think their cable goes as high as 20 meg and I told them, I said you really want to get the cable um, and we can use that as a primary use the BTC DSL as backup So that's kind of what the push is going to be before I go back over there, is to see if they can get that cable internet up. And then I can uh, set up all their stuff and and do all the remotes. And uh, my only other big project is I'll be deploying out uh, two new domain controllers um, for one customer, multiple sites, um, one on this side of the state, one on the other side of the state. So I'll do this side first, get them all upgraded to the 2012. Infrastructure, and then go over to the Tampa down in Cherubino Land and uh, upgrade their other domain controller. Nice,
1: nice. I heard state. You I know you said state, and I heard I heard United States, and so I was like, I wonder where he's coming over
0: here. But but you said state. I thought maybe yeah. you come, <laughs> you come over this way. Now, state of Florida, we are uh, right. we do the state of Florida. I, I did my venture up my Chicago. That's that was my trip actually that's not i've got to go to carolina in 2 weeks for a, a family deal I'm going to charlotte
1: yeah no i think i'm done traveling i don't think there's anywhere i'm going no
0: l no
2: l o l f for you huh
1: no o l f for me me either, um, me either. i wasn't no, going to just finances i couldn't i couldn't do both um i mean the uh, you know food was was done up at at uh you know, at Comptia and and uh, every you know everything was all paid for and stuff, but I couldn't, uh, I can't swing it again. And and time, a, a lot of it is time. Uh, I was, I, I felt very lucky that while I was there Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, nothing really happened until Wednesday. Um, and then when I got home on Thursday and Friday, I kind of paid for it. <laughs> it all, I took five days and crammed them into two very long, very tiring days because I already came back very tired. Uh,
2: and, and, Let me ask you, something, Martin, did they have a replica of the year I went to OLF with the uh, thing across across the hall? Yeah, where there was a lot of liquids to drink. Oh no,
1: no. <laughs> like, yeah. not today. Not for not for me. I no.
2: That's that's no. probably the most I drank in 30 years, and I haven't <laughs> drank anything since then. It was two years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Alright guys. Well, Mitch, what do you how do you, uh if people want to get a hold of us, send us an email. Um uh, send us voicemail. What's the best way they can do that?
2: Um, I don't I have no idea. Oh geesters at dot com and send us a voicemail at seven oh seven six seven six three six eight eight. We need 'em.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Marvin, if people want to follow you or shout out or give you a call, maybe they're in Florida, they're listening and they need some uh need some help. What's the best way they can get a hold and get, get a hold of you? Follow me.
0: Wow. That's uh you can people. You can have followers. Wow, got to get on the the on the Twitter and the. Uh, I'm actually on. Um, what is this? Google Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. MB Systems 99, MB Systems Inc. Uh, in some of the chats. Uh, my website, which is going to be new, come Monday. Mbsystems.net. Really. MBSystems.net. Yes. New website rolling out, and because uh, the one that is there is. Uh, 15 years old and doesn't do a thing. Is that just the one that says MB Systems of South Florida? Yes. You need a new webpage. No offense. And the (laughs) only reason I'm getting it is because of podcasting, pod nuts, and all of that stuff. You guys look at it and tell me how crappy it is. I didn't say it was crappy. I just said you need a new (laughs) webpage. I wouldn't dare tell you how awful and 1990s that looks. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to get into the social media stuff. I'll have a Google Plus uh, link on there, LinkedIn. In there, the Facebook. I'll have that. You're, you're, you're gonna be looking at. Who knows what you're gonna do? You're gonna be all social media. I'm, media-ized. Gonna, I'm the, gonna do a man in the van campaign. I'll probably get that website up and running. The new in, face the of campaign.
2: the new face of Podnuts. That's
0: right. Nice, right?
1: nice, yeah. Very which cool. for,
2: for surely almost every Sunday, anyway. No,
0: I'm not. I'm not. I can't do every Sunday. Well, that's but you know. Yeah. And if, I mean, that's 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 the Jeff and Chris domain there. Yeah. Well,
1: cool. And if you want to get a hold of me, uh, Mo Bando in Google Plus. Mo Bando Computing in the chat room. That's uh, if you come over to slash live you'll catch us in there. Um, Martinetto Bando Computing. Keep those emails coming, guys. I also am getting a new web page, but definitely not as upgraded as uh, that. They're just gonna. I need to to make mine a little more social media esque, if you will. Um, so I've got my designer working on it right now. I don't know when that's gonna roll out. He's got two kids now, so that may be a while. Uh, Two little ones, actually, so we'll see. Uh, And if uh, so, if you guys give us a call, shout out to us. Um, send us your emails, send us your voicemails. Uh, we like hearing that, and we'll definitely, Marvin. It's been a huge pleasure having you on here. Uh, I do, There's uh, people that I've talked to who are much smarter than me, and you are one of them. And so I call you and try to get hold of you. I'm probably going to now that we've talked more, and I feel like we're on a little bit more of a friendship basis. I'm going to be calling you in the middle of the night, asking you about it some silly questions. I'll be that guy calling you up.
0: That's right. I've. Uh, I will allow for. Uh, for the for the calls to come. Call me anytime. So- First one's always free. That's right.
2: <laughs> but don't forget, Mar- Marvin, his ten o'clock is your one a.m. But
1: anyway, and I work late, so you know. <laughs> but I'm also getting up early as well. So, Marvin, thanks again for coming on. It's been a huge pleasure. No, and, thanks and for having and me, the, guys. You know, doors are always open. Uh, not not door to door. We're always open. The geek. The, the anyways. Come back. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great fiscal weekend. Don't forget to be grindled. Bye.